Hey everybody, before we get started, I just want to thank Southwest Turf Support as being the primary sponsor of the From the Jingweeds podcast now. Southwest Turf Support supplies golf courses and professional sports fields with the highest quality products and services. Southwest Turf Support is based out of Phoenix, Arizona. They also cover New Mexico, Las Vegas, and Southern California. Some of the product lines that they cover is Florentine, Grow Power. They just picked up Turf Mend. They also distribute Guru Turf Colorants, which makes Desert Canyon Green shit. They also cover Ninja Tines, JRM Incorporated, and also Par West Turf Service Products. If you do have any questions or interest, please reach out to www.swturfsupport.com. On that website, you can find a full lineup of all their products, and also you can find their sales reps and find out which one you're going to call within your area. Once again, I just want to thank having you guys on board, www.swturfsupport.com. Thank you. Mention that you heard them on the Jing Weeds. Later. Stay pissed. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 79 of From the Jingweeds. I am back, COVID-free, allegedly. It is 60 degrees. Got a little UV last night at the golf course. Dan, two weeks off, now we're back. What's going on? I feel like two weeks off, we should have a lot to talk about, but really not much except today. the rain yesterday. Clutch for me, just as far as really good overseed, obviously, from the rain, just really flushed the salts. And then uh, overseed, and then I'm starting to see the spots. Not, and I think way decreased from the Sandmaster that we did over the summer, but it was still kind of the same typical stuff. And it was just like, we need a rain just to get that off. And then last night, half inch, perfect. Nice. I had uh, 0.8. Did you? Uh, yeah. So you got I had to close two of the holes because of puddles that formed basically right where the carts enter. Okay. At, right after that, it was totally fine, yeah. but it was like, there's no way I can block this off without them bombing through. So, but probably right now, it's good to go. Uh, it was nice to have that little rain. I didn't believe it. They pushed it yep. pretty high, ten, pretty high percentages kind of this weekend. Then it just kept petering out, petering out, petering out. And then it was supposed to be, we had a chance Tuesday too. It was Tuesday, Thursday. And then of course, last night, I mean, it always was six o'clock. Then it was like seven o'clock. Then I look at the radar, and it was saying ninety percent still in the valley. Right. And then there's like one little cell to the southwest. Are you watching it? Mm-hmm. Most most of it was northwest. Of that I'm like, oh, this is gonna skip it all. Yeah, I thought for sure o'clock. once I hit the McDowell's, it was going right around yeah. me. But hey, anyways, it's good. Uh, golf course is holding together really well. That was a nice shot. Uh, mine's still green as shit. Uh, thanks to the guru, I did right before we. Went away for Thanksgiving. I did a uh, gallon and a half an acre, so I bumped it up mm-hmm. uh, half an uh, half a gallon an acre. And for me, that would be it. I think right now. See, I I'm gonna wait I'd another week, and I'm gonna go again, probably at that same amount. This time, I will add the urea and. So you haven't uh, done iron. been doing the urea and iron. Nope. So I did the first initial app, mostly to like the post overseed first cut to spray the mat, and then. Um, We've been doing. We do. I do still do urea and iron weekly, and it's been so dark green and blowing up. I just went and hit. So I've still got the guru. I ordered some more and just went and hit like the the salt affected yep. areas that are starting to show. Sprayed those and 
so I've been keeping up with those and that seemed to be fine. Nice. Do you, uh, do you see it kind of almost like you see spots like dark green spots or does your mow and everything kind of, so when I, when I look at it, and yeah, the pole I'm like, and everything else, How when I look at it, it's not like a, is showing through right now, a green square. When I look at it, I mean, it's like, all right, I sprayed there. Yeah, I don't, right. no I don't think else. the golfers, yeah, no one else no. can absolutely because not. I knew it. You know what I mean? Do you see a shitload of POA? No, no. We I've never had a poet. I I should well, on a couple tees like yeah. for sure. Back tee on three of white wing, but I'm talking about singular tees and see. Yeah, but I've never really had a poet issue. Oh. So I'm sure. Seems like it's showing through more than ever right now. But again, who notices that? Uh me. You do, right? <laughs> but I'm not gonna. You know, it's right. green, and I'm gonna mow it. But it just seems. There's a lot more than there usually has been. Yeah. Maybe that has a little bit to do with the fact that I'm 100 pounds less to 150 pounds less of rye. I have no idea. Uh, but painting it, chuck that little splash on there, and whoop, all looks exactly the same color. Yeah, I think I, I played a golf course recently, and I like they had painted, and the person I I played with, I guarantee had no idea. Oh, I'm sure not. But it's it's working it so. Works. My feeling is like where we sit today with the thoughts going into the season was what's going to happen if we cut out a 150 pounds an acre and we do go with this paint thing. As of today, it is the correct choice. And moving forward, I don't see it changing. Yeah. Even if seed comes so you down. So 300 pounds? Today, like if I'm looking yeah. today, yes. Uh, yeah. Again, we'll have to see what the transition's like and all that business, but... Uh, Oh, Even I, if seed was to drop yeah. in five years back to the dollar twenty a pound, this will be the way to go. So I, I was telling you, I got a buddy who who does that's it, three hundred in the fairway, two hundred in the rough, and I mean it's a nice club. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it'll. I mean, it looks thin now, but it'll be perfect. Anybody right? Is it? Uh, is he painting it? No, no, I don't think so. How about uh, the base of it? You know, what's he got for his Bermuda base? Uh, Four nineteen. Four, yeah. I've no, said that. I take that back. Well, Tiff Sport maybe. Okay. Uh, I don't want. I don't know. It used to be Tiff Sport, and there was an issue. So okay. maybe they did all the sodding with four nineteen. Okay. Yeah. If I had one strand, I've said that before. One, one strain, it would be. That same track has some zoysia areas. Interesting. But only on one side. That seems to be a big talk around these pots. And it's, some... it's old enough where it's not the new stuff okay. that everybody's talking about. But still. About. It's uh, there's a lot Big more time. buzz around town about putting in zoysia. When you start thinking about, it, especially with the cost of seed going up, right. how much of that is sustainable? I know that Highlands has it up around that chipping area, and it's been there a year or so. And uh, as, uh, again, as of today, sweet, it's the choice. Zoysia is awesome. I mean, in Iron Horse, we had zoysia, and it is it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, your ball just sits up so nice. Yeah, you we just played in Texas. It, it was tight. fucking great. Yeah. And beat the, well, depending on your weather patterns and if, if it's the right fit, you know, for that place, because that's going to be the interesting part. Is yeah. It all sounds good now. Let's see what happens after a few. Why not do two fairways? Right. No, you know? or anything. You know, yeah. that, like I said, they're doing the chipping area, or at least give something a shot. It's just. I wouldn't. I don't think it's too far fetched for my club to. If. Let's say we have a year where. It, we go back to an 18 month drought and we struggle with salt again. Then rumors start talking because since I've been there, it's like, what about seashore pass pound? And I can't drive through like, it's not the summer. Right. That it doesn't, it's not affecting the Bermuda grass. We can grow Bermuda. No problem. It's the rye grass. Yeah. 
So if we can find a product that green stays green long enough for maybe one month, mm-hmm. not have to transition, not have to close for overseed. The years where I was switching back and forth and not overseeding, we were gaining so much revenue Oh, uh, yeah. because we didn't have to be Carpath only. Their clubs were closed. Everybody's closed around town, and we were able to maintain that. You have to dump fucking condition. swamp water all over your golf course. So. <laughs> actually, that actually helps for you because it's the flush. Yeah. You know, you hope that you get a little bit of flush by running that much, but still, the cost of that is not going down. Nope. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who bites the bullet around town. You know, I mean, the, to go back to, so this all started talking about your 300. When we played your place, that had to be a month ago already. Yeah. You couldn't tell. No, you it, can't tell no, right now. It looked awesome. So so it's only probably more mature and healthy now and thick. Yeah. Um, starting to bring the heights down. I felt I was, because of that low rate, for some reason, I felt like I needed yeah. to leave them longer. I don't know if, what I was doing. You know, I was nervous that it, or I needed to mask it. But also you keep lowering those heights and that's when it's going to really start tillering out. Is that what I want it to yeah. do? Or do I want it to be long and lanky and kind of just lay over and color and everything? My clientele... None of this would ever no. cross it. It's the best it's ever yeah. been, you know. And for me, I, I've i always played with leaving the, I don't know, I just, with the salt-affected soil last year, I just try to leave it longer. Yeah. And, my, and it's probably debatable, but my idea is you get a better root and, and deeper with that more top growth, maybe it's going to be affected. Some people might say by the time, it doesn't matter by the time it reaches its, its toast, but... I mean, I did it last year, and one transition, was, one golf course was better than the other. I let, after seeing last year was hot, obviously the first overseeing, lowering heights quick to get playability, I, and then seeing like the Bermuda battle back and the, the effects of the salt with that second course, I just left it for like four weeks. Didn't hear boo from any any of the members, and then lowered it, and it, the, there was a stark difference between both sides. So I was, you know what? It may be nothing. It affects the, so their peace ball of mind roll. in your head. Yeah. And so they don't get ball roll for the first month or two. Yeah. I don't, they'd rather not have ball roll and have green grass than have ball. Or roll. have the My ball club sit for up sure. for yours as well. Sit My club up. for sure. Green is important. They might, because when we were dormant, they hated it and they were getting the most amount of ball roll you could have. Yeah. Fuck. God, so. what an interesting, like that whole debate. But I don't know. You figure it, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, okay, you, you pick. Well, that's what they you know, pay me for. Exactly, right? yeah. And, so and here's I'll tell how it you right works. now, this in the, I think the sixth overseed I've been, that's the best the golf course has ever been. Now, obviously, we've done yep, gypsum, absolutely. we've done top dressing, and we had 16 inches of rain. And if you look at my solar reports, it went from 4,000 to 600, right? Right. The salt. The salt. So yeah. there is definitely something to be said about that. But. And at the end of the day, that all that matters is the product that's put out there. Yeah, and as right. long it's the balance between you feeling okay that you just made a golf course and it's not like a, lo- a soccer field out there, you know, yeah. an inch and a half grass just to be green. It's playable. And then you add, you ain't hearing anybody bitch, so we're just going to stay right, right yep. here. Put your ego aside. That's like me. Oh, no, we need these fairways tight. Yeah. You know, we need the greens rolling all that fast. Hold on. We're going to somehow pump 200 people through this place at an enjoyable rate. To me, it's have at it. It's gonna be. It's got to be perfect on January first. Yes, right? that's always the target date. Why? There's no need to rush, and you know, at the expense of the entire year to get the the greens rolling ten in October. Because right. we're about to. Well, we thought maybe we'd get our first frost this weekend. Yep. Uh, that like, seems to be the temperature just keeps on rising. Maybe tomorrow, forty degrees. If this cloud cover, yeah, if yeah, this cloud if cover clears out of here, we might get some frost, but. 
it's not going to be crazy hard, you it's, know, and then it's yeah. temperatures. It's crazy to think we're it's December 9th, 10th. Yeah, we haven't had, we haven't had any frost. Not even we haven't close. Had, this is like the second day in the 60s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday and today. Right, and it was, there's so much humidity in the air from last night's rain, the cloud yeah. cover, that it feels definitely way warmer. It took a lot, degrees. it was still wet. It, it wasn't drying up like before today. <laughs> no, water ain't running for a couple of days, so who gives a shit? Well, that's the beauty of it. I know, get it down to... And, Got a fertilizer and gypsum app down on the greens yesterday. Oh, praying. look at you. I yeah. top dressed greens on Tuesday. Yeah. My I mechanic was like, we timed this out pretty yep. good. I was like, ah, no shit. If I had two extra guys, we would have top dressed too. Oh, yeah. So it, got, it, was a, it was a good one. Would, I, I wish we could get a needle tine on them too, just to open it up. I'm, but. I'm putting that uh, Air 2G2 on them on Monday. We'll start that. It'll take two and a half, three days, depending on if the frost does actually hit early next week but i've been kind of throwing around the idea of uh putting out the solid tines the needle tines on them instead of the air 2g2 yeah uh if not maybe some ninja tines i thought i'm gonna get a set of those and i'm gonna do probably the chipping green watch it kind of recover and uh see yeah needle tines you you know who needs her seat how about this little motherfucker huh frankie Frankie is... Doubled in size in the last three weeks, two weeks. Oh, easily. And the brain is uh, doubled in its knowledge and its testing puppy. of my fucking... Puppiness? Yeah. <laughs> she Test. is definitely a puppy now. Last time she was... I think when the first time we recorded with her, she was still figuring it out. Right. She no, wasn't ne- scratching up that pad. Like she well, she's now. making her bed right now. She's like, hey, that's podcast time. But she's fit so easy into that thing. Yeah last time and now let's not fall off uh at least now she can catch herself somewhat legs are under her finally uh yeah she's quick i mean yeah. you gave her a fucking scare oh, yeah. she doesn't like dan very much dan's no. dan's too tall think- too tall and in his fucking track suit right now <laughs> johnny and cash right now johnny cash suit black. oh and socks and flip-flops she she knows something's fucked up about him <laughs> but yeah she's completely changed from the type of dog we thought she was to what i think she's going to be there's way more shepherd in her and i think german shepherd it's funny you mentioned socks and sandals so last week when my dad was in town he wanted to check out the quick stop so he swung down here that's why i texted you home Mm -hmm. because we're gonna come wave to my covid buddy yeah and uh, I, what I buy, bought socks and sandals, pale ale. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't even realize, like, I just saw pale ale. I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> nice. And that was probably with the thong style with the wedgies. So. And yeah, the sock wedgie. That's a fucking beautiful move. The most uncomfortable thing in the world, yet people fucking sport it constantly. Dude, why would you do that to I have no idea. I wear flip-flops as constantly. This is me more just, I go to work like this. Yeah. I got my work shoes there. I just wear the sandals there. No, I totally get it. This is great content. Talking hey, about no, my footwear. It, what I wanted to do was say, uh, Ed, I'm fucking sorry that I came down with the COVID and missed you guys last week. I was pumped. I wanted to play golf. We had a plan you played at your dad had flown in yep. and you played your place on Wednesday. You had a veterans event. Yeah. And I need to pump the wheels on my club because those members. So my dad flew in Tuesday. The club put together a veterans day. Basically it was hundred. They opened up to hundred vets. Paid for by the members themselves, hundred tea times, uh, lunch, and a keg of Coors Light, oh, all nice. provided. PXG chips in with some like uh, poker chips, some teas, stickers, and stuff. They donated stuff. 
it was really it was really cool to see it was and really cool to see so. were they slinging clubs like could well obviously no you know there was some no. sort or at least have somebody there that hey if you guys are interested no or anybody's was, interested my membership we do director that. i think just knew somebody from P- like she's friends with a girl from pxg and was like oh, we're doing this thing well, i just like, know oh. they're super heavy into the veteran yeah. thing so i didn't know like well, there like, wasn't somebody the, there like hey don't the club forget. it was not even like the club didn't get them involved like our membership director just knew and okay they're like pxg again if you're a veteran and you're ever it's looking no for clubs it is a no-brainer they treat veterans awesome up there you get smoking deals on clubs um danny driver huh danny driver danny hybrid <laughs> so uh, unbelievable event. like it made me proud of the club and we there was so a couple people had coolers outside their fence free Oh, nice! And then there was a like a four guys driving around with coolers, feeding people beers. It was it was really well done, and it was the first one. We had eighty something people. Okay, so it didn't even sell out. Huh? No, but I, next year I got to think there's a waiting list because next, the, next people year were I'm wearing pumped. my Boy Scout outfit. Yeah, I'm we only had three Boy Scout. People were people were pumped. They announced your name, how many years you did, what branch of service on the first tee. Oh shit, was, that's was, cool honestly blown away like and so I, I imagine next year with especially the people that played like even the guy in my group was like i knew a veteran i, I was gonna bring him yeah next year we're definitely yeah doing he's this. like I'm, I'm i'm coming back and the fact that it didn't cost you other than you've got to get your ass there yeah right right that's oh, awesome I mean, most dudes are in the valley um lot of members of your club playing too or would well, you say it was 90 percent so low that we end up asking members to play and then we could show people around the golf course okay yeah. yeah and i think yeah, everybody that probably super, worked out helpful yeah, for some yeah. people that never been there and yeah. you at least get somebody. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You guys are almost sold out. Maybe they sold a few. Yeah. Maybe the members <laughs> are like, oh, you gotta live here. Yeah. Right. Oh, as a- soon as I can get the superintendent <laughs> to cut down that tree that just grew overnight, <laughs> this place will be the best. Oh, man. Those trees. And you good. buy into this place and, you, this six and then you sit around and you wait to. Yeah. Exactly. And now that, that eucalyptus is 70 feet tall. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> Dude. Oh shit! And there's a national yeah. forest is right there. It's More, great. and that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not gonna do enough, superintendent will cut that tree down. <laughs> He'll get it done if you piss him off enough, fuckers. So yep, Ed, Ed was in town. He came up, played now. It, it was a lot of fun. Nice. We yeah, that sucked because we were hoping that he was gonna. And he be was gonna here. come to the podcast. Yeah, I know. We were gonna play on Friday. Uh, he was all fired up. And I got stuck with this COVID, and thankfully, mine was the easy version, I guess. Uh, I honestly would have never even gone and gotten tested unless Javier, my assistant, called me on Sunday night after Thanksgiving and said, hey, I've tested positive. And I was like, hmm, you know, that wasn't really a hangover on Friday that I had. But Saturday and Sunday, I was okay at work. Everything else, I feel fine. I got the sniffles. No temperature, nothing yeah. after nothing. Started to lose the sense of smell and taste. Food consistency was the worst part of the whole thing. I probably lost 12 pounds, I would say, just due to lack of appetite because of the consistency of the food. Really? Yeah. A little bit of the lack of being able to taste it obviously played into that because you're like, what is this mushing around in my mouth? And oh, you it doesn't did taste. It? Yeah, it doesn't taste like anything. It was, uh, there was a couple times I knew that we had an issue. Uh, Frankie goes and drops a fucking deuce in the backyard and the wife's out there picking up and she's like, whoa, Jesus Christ. You know, like, and I was like, Hey, 
I'll take care of those. <laughs> I can't smell a fucking thing. You know, that's when it was like, oh. But pretty much, well, tested positive. Uh, so Mark, the mechanic, and the guys, they pretty much ran themselves. It was basically me and Javier went there one afternoon together, uh, both of us to get out of the house because he had the easy version as well. Uh, it was more like, hey, we're bored. He also has, you know, his family at the house, the kids, and plus a uh, grandkid. So he's in his room whipping open the sliding door to basically get outside and go sit on his phone out at the gazebo while the family's on the other side of the house. I luckily got this yeah. dog and Leah, and uh, she was totally fine, just like I was the last time when she had it. But boring. Let me get out of the house. Let me go at least. So I drive the dog over there and hang out at the golf course one afternoon. Then it started getting like, all right, now this kind of cold thing stinks. Every day you're waking up, your head's full of shit. But still, no temperature, nothing else other than that. Finally, the appetite came back on, really on Monday. And uh, it was like Tuesday. I was like, all right, it's fucking on now. (laughs) It's on now. (laughs) Probably gained seven of those back. (laughs) Just for being like, yes, can taste everything. Uh, This right here. Uh, Southern Pines Brewing Company. This was brought by Robert, uh, one of the superintendents over at Camelback. He's at the Abiante course. He went to, I believe, Bear, Syngenta, one of those two. Brought them all to Pinehurst uh, as like a little an assistant superintendent gathering. I believe it was all assistants, maybe other superintendents in there. Uh, Brian up at uh, Desert Mountain was also one of them. They went to uh, Pinehurst, and he brought back Southern Pines Brewing Company's the Duck Hook Golden Crisp Blonde Ale. Uh, this is a 4.3%. Nice little easy sipper. This is the first beer since COVID because I was afraid that the lack of taste would kill my feeling of beer. We went the other night to Front Porch Brewery to grab a pizza off the pizza truck. Mm-hmm. And Leah was like, hey, I'm going to grab a beer because if you bought a pie, you got a dollar off the pint. She's like, I'm going to buy a grab a beer. You want one? I'm like, absolutely not. She's like, really? I'm like, no, I'm afraid that it's going to taste like shit and I'm not going to want to drink beer. So she's like, here, try it. It's really good. It was just a blonde ale. And uh, I got it about three inches from my face. And I was like, no way. It smelled like hot trash. Really? And she's like, this beer is really good. And I was like, get that fucking <laughs> thing away from me. <laughs> yeah. So this being in the situation, uh, par beer. This yeah. thing is 16 IBU, so it's real low. Uh, cool can. Yeah, it's got a golf tee, golf course on it. Golf a little hole. sand trap, southern pines. You can see the ocean in the background. Duck hook. A little, a little golf little, reference there. Yeah, and a, and a duck on it. And a dude in some knickers. This is brewed in North Carolina. Yeah, I think this is great. It would be great. Great on the golf course for sure. Yeah, ice cold. Yeah. If you get that thing ice that cold. Fine. Par, this is a par for me. Easy. Par for me. Yeah, I would drink another. Six. Uh, probably going to have maybe the other one because you get, got us a little four pack. Uh, I did chuck one at you. We got to hear this and I refuse to drink it. So Craig Levitsky down at Lone Tree um, and then Gabe also pointed it out to me. Harpoon Brewery. You can find them at the Total Wine here and you can find basically their basic you know ipa their signature beer out here that that's it uh boston based my favorite brewery there uh that and watch it probably the two go-tos for sure watch it's closer to home so feels a little bit better harpoons 
the little stepchild of Sam Adams, mm-hmm. still trying to stay local. They pair up with Dunkin' Donuts, uh, and they throw out this four-beer variety pack, limited release. I can't believe it. And it's sold at Costco. So how the fuck did – obviously, it's Dunkin' half of it gets it out into Costco. I threw this thing at you. It's a uh, Dunkin' Blueberry Matcha IPA. I refused to drink it. How was it? It was fine. What's for it a novelty, taste like? like uh, IPA with blueberries in it, it's fine. For a novelty beer, it's perfectly fine. Oof. I don't need a hundred of them. <laughs> uh, Say you've done it. I'm not gonna buy a four pack, but if somebody handed it to me, I would drink it. It's perfectly fine. Let perfectly six, fine yeah. bogey beer. I don't even know. It's par. Oosh. It's a, I mean blueberry matcha. I don't I don't drink many matcha teas. It, it's not like the smoothie, like the what's your right the orange fribble. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get that right? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it's called. Oh, uh, it's fine. It's for a novelty, Duncan. Whatever. I don't I don't think they're gonna be flying off the shelves. You right. know what I mean? But it's fine. There's four more of them in there. All right, I'll uh, drink another. Yeah, you can definitely have it. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, what else is? Actually, I can. Oh, I'll get into it. Let me. I'll look at pull Peter. up this that Instagram video I sent you today, because I wanted a reminder. So it's this dickhead. Oh yeah. Who's in a bowling shirt and a fedora with a feather in it? So he's already in the wrong sport. <laughs> he's standing on one golf cart, and I don't know what the fuck he's thinking, but he jumps through the window of the one in front of him. Yes. Right. Yes. He buckles himself, destroys the glass on the fucking thing. People think it's hilarious, and it goes back to. When we discussed on episode 20, where you go, what the fuck goes through people's head when they leave that? I'm going to be a fucking 12-year-old. Like, you you are literally my 8-year-old has more sense than this asshole. Yeah. This 40, 45-year-old man. For sure. Bashing up golf shit. Like, I, what, what was supposed to happen in that video? I have no idea what was supposed to even happen because as it's freeze-framed, it looks like he's going to superfly snooker the roof of... The car he's standing on the roof. Him. He's standing on the roof. He's standing on the roof of, the of one of them, of them and jumps jump off the back. The window? And it looks like he wants to superfly snooker, but his fat ass can't carry as far as he wants it to. So now, halfway through, we gotta somehow land this. And I think that's when he decides that maybe putting his feet <laughs> down on the hood yeah. as he lands, but because of the flew just a little too far. His feet go through the half windshield of like I the hope golf his employer cart. sees this. And, and he's he, like, he bombs Jerry, right up. What the fuck were you doing? Yeah, hopefully it was a corporate. Whose event. idea was that? It probably was. That guy yeah. doesn't play golf. No, he's wearing a bowling shirt. Oh, I don't even think. Like to me, it's like what is that funny? You're a fucking according to his buddies and him. But yeah, oh, what 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 happens in your brain where it's like, I can go and do whatever the fuck I want, and if I want to jump through the window of a golf cart like I would have done as a ten year old, that's what the fuck I'm gonna do today. I don't know if I'd ever even attempt that even as a ten year old. If that guy I showed did. up to my golf course, I'd be like, get out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we've seen because you're doing that on the cart, dude. The Beebs played uh, Indian Wells when I was there. Rode in from eighteen on the top of the cart like an airplane. Oh Jesus! With his bodyguard Christ. driving. Sausage, it's what like a fucking tool. What the fuck? And I don't know. I, I I guess I drive a golf cart so much that it's not the big deal to me. But like I've driven people around, and even interviews. And it's like you just get just drive Mario carts all oh, day. Oh yeah, it's going like, to go karts uh, and golf got in the middle of it. 
I say it's that like, all yeah, the fucking time. Not, it's a work cart, man. It's, yeah. Yeah. Give it a couple days. It's we, not that cool. I've, the guys I've had over the years that are just, I mean, the one that sticks out one of the best is uh, the guy, Roger, that fucking smashed into the mailbox and took out that giant pillar. It was a complete cinder block pillar of a mailbox and he took it out when I was getting married in Hawaii and never showed back up after he took that thing out. But he would drive as close as he could to everybody's carts and just clip like, you know, the little bracket that holds yeah. the tailgate on the yeah. club cars that'd be just sticking out and he'd get it just enough to just clip it. And you'd be like, what the fuck dude? And you'd be like, Oh, I didn't see it there. But he it was like, you purposely drove within two inches of the cart for a reason. Yeah. The fact that thing was sticking out probably is, yeah, you didn't know that, but you still tried getting within two inches of it, hit shit scratching. It didn't do anything. It's like, dude, but do you drive your car like exactly. that? Exactly. Like, it's is like even the guys that hire, they take carts. And then it's you, like, do you drive your car like that? But then you wheel out there and look at the car and you're like, mm. no, some of my guys, you know, some of the dudes in your crew, you know, how well, they got nice cars. It's like, you treat your car though. You fucking jump curbs. Your car. But what I'm saying, the one that drives you like, can go. But the one that drives yeah. like that, his yeah. car is all fucked up. It's like what the fuck, fucking man? His kids' boogers are all over the back fucking window. <laughs> I'm describing this dude's car and stickers. Like people that let their child put stickers, like bubbles and shit and fish, <laughs> all over their back window while they're fucking driving down the road. Are you kidding me? Like seriously? You know you, so you that? just let the kid just fuck your car up? Worse than that, the people that let dogs sit in their lap when they're driving, oh. you get your ass kicked for that. <laughs> hey, we're going to call one here in a second and play Stump the Feeder, but he does that in the golf cart. Golf uh, cart go- and driving a vehicle are two totally different things. So we had a bench. We got the bench at the golf course. Had a, uh, a fella had a heart attack and passed away on number 12T during, I remember uh, that. yeah, it was April, I believe, yeah. May-ish. Well, uh, bench showed up at the golf course, and then an email came that, hey, we bought a bench. And it's a granite bench engraved his name on it. Uh, they didn't golf. let you know, though? No, no, it just showed up. And uh, I was like, like uh, I was, you know me, I'm nothing. like, no benches, yeah. no memorial trees. No, because you start one and. It's a tombstone. It, yeah. And so we put it on number 12 right after the ball washer and stuff. And it's a nice bench, but uh, had Frankie rolling in the uh, Bobcat sitting on my lap and she fell asleep while we really? moved it from the golf shop down there. She got out, stood on the tee, watched the whole action going on. Then I scooped her back up and she was sleeping again on my lap by the time <laughs> I made it back to the shop. Just humming, just the buzz yeah. of that thing must have just threw her out. But we got uh, benches. I know. But they're replacing all that. We've got these old shitty. So so it's kind of replaced those with these, which is fine with me because the old ones are bad. Ours, this thing is granite. I They had to have spent. Uh, it's a tombstone. Because it, it's a headstone. Absolutely. And it's all one piece. So the legs of it, it's well, it's in three pieces, but it's all bolted and connected together. So all we had to do was pick it. I flattened out two little spots. Shit. Uh, yeah, two dudes on one end and me on the other scooting it over. And then one of them basically said, new guy, said, basically, get out of the way. I fucking grab the end of this thing. You're in my way. Yeah. You know, I'll blow my back out. But get out of the way. Yeah. And new guy syndrome and good new guy syndrome. That's the kind of stuff that's you huge. want. Like, hey, I got this. But uh, I, we we're trying to figure it out. Five grand. Easy. Easy. Really? Yeah. Good Easy. Grand. It's not polished stone, but it is smooth and nice. And the engraving is real nice. Uh, apparently a big... Indiana University, go Hoosiers. 
Either that, he liked the movie Hoosiers because that logo's on there, along with his name and a uh, set of golf. Uh, well, two golf clubs like crossed. I don't know. I'm not a fan of memorials on the golf course. I'm just not. I mean, that's the same thing. It's like, well, we want to get bricks. Mine's with- fine because it's sitting in the desert. But is that what you, is was that your it's, plan? Yeah, we got or benches or bricks or trees. It's like we're just we're going to turn into a cemetery. Yeah, you know what I mean. We can't just have whole yeah i mean people want what they want it's our club they can have what they want right well that's your yeah mine ain't that way (laughs) oh what is going on peter not much how you guys doing uh we're doing good welcome back a little thanksgiving break and a little COVID action uh slowed us down uh we're a tip-top magoo dude i told you that it was the sniffles at best uh, but hey, in me, out of me. Thank God I got the easy version of it. So uh, we just move on. It's one of those, you know, what really sucked about it is being forced to stay home on quote unquote a vacation. And it's not yeah. a vacation because it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go to the store and no, I'm not going anywhere. I'll just kind of hang out. So the little girl, Frankie, got a lot of uh, training and uh, getting yelled at for a couple <laughs> days. But, uh, no, we're good to go back at the golf course uh, on Tuesday. Got a little UVA last night. How much did you get? Uh, not even measurable. Oh, <laughs> what? It, it rained for about 10 minutes, and it wasn't even measurable in any of the gauges. Man, sorry. Um, Dan yeah. will send over a sprinkle of his half inch, and I'll, sp- I'll send over a little point eight. I'll give you, oh, po- I'll give you a point three of my point <laughs> eight. Yeah. I'm- dying for that i was hoping to make it carpet only today and there nope. wasn't enough out there to do it i had shut the water off the other night um and then last night it was kind of sitting there and i'm like it's not going to rain and i don't want to have to drive around tomorrow morning trying to run water on hot areas i'm going to lower it to like 40 percent let things run and uh, we only had to close two holes because puddles formed right where carts enter the fairway so i was like no way That'll be absolutely destroyed. So number seven and number 15. Uh, 15 was really, you know how it goes down the hill and around the corner, like right off the bat, and really no one should be driving there. But a good-sized puddle forms there because all the water comes out of the canyon right there to the uh, left. So just like if I just was to say fine and hope that they make it, no, 15, literally 15 <laughs> yards around the corner. Never uh, trust No. And that's a really tight corner, so everybody wants to cut that thing anyway. So, you, fuck you it. You have geofencing, right? So you can oh, yeah. set it so that, oh, that's so Yeah, nice. we have the visage system, so we can set whatever and then hole by hole. Uh, we can go in there and draw. Like, I could have went and cut off half the fairway, but when you start doing that, people are entering too soon. Next thing, they're backing up. It's easy yeah. just to be like, hey, we're just – it's done here we're just closing these two holes so tomorrow it'll be fine though and we get a couple days and without running water and hopefully by monday the place will somewhat dry out and get a nice dry cut in the morning will be pretty key haven't had one of those one day i think when it was super crazy windy got a nice dry cut on fairways in the morning but other than that it's fucking you know never looks good until about the fucking 12th hole Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh, overcast the last couple of days too is helpful. Yeah, keeping water out. So, Dan, did you have enough to make it CPO today? Oh, we were carpath only everything. It yeah. did, it was all wet, but I I put out fertilizer and gypsum yesterday morning, 
Um, no, just be- yeah, just because like white wing, you start to see a little rapid blight on the greens. And quail, nothing. So we started to see a little bit because it hadn't been since what September. We had a little shot. Put out the gypsum, hoping for rain, and then I I had planned a sixty minute flush on the greens in case it didn't. And then as soon as it started, I just clicked her on rainfold from the from the old phone, and nice. and we got half an inch. So nice. it, it worked perfect. out nice. But there was still standing water in places and stuff. So I don't know. I, I think just being this cold, it just isn't draining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, playing any golf lately? Just wigwam. We did uh, wigwam uh, winter hack on Wednesday. It was five of us. We played as a fivesome, so that was good times. Oh, nice. Who yeah. all? Who all was there? You, Chad, Ed, Ed, um, Jimmy Cruz, and uh, Ryan Troyer. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Did you win any money? Uh, twenty bucks. It wasn't a big pot. No. With only with only five of us, it was. Uh, we did um, skin skins on every and, hole. Yeah, skins and KPs. I think I've broken up pretty good once we were all done. Nice. Which course so, do you play? The uh, blue. The, the blue. The, yeah, the par seventy, kind of the short, short, quirky course. It's fun. It's all those greens are really raised, and mm-hmm. all the surrounds are. It's it's tough. To, I mean, the average square foot of those greens is probably three thousand square feet. Yeah, they so are little dudes. Yeah, and they're all yeah. kind of shell shaped almost, right? Mm-hmm. Who designed that joint? Uh, Robert Trent Jones Sr. for the blue and gold, and then the, the red course, hence red, is Red Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, I play, I, yeah, I played them all. I like the red course for some reason. The, the red's the most resorty, just kind of out in front of you. The gold, obviously, was the <clears> – <throat> that was supposed to be the Firestone of the West um, <laughs> when they built it. I mean, it's, they can stretch it out to like 7,500 yards, and they can make it as tough as possible. And then the blues, the sporty, sporty course. And uh, do they have another little like nine hole thing there or something? No, no, it's no? just the three eighteens. Okay, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking about. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. That's a, trust me, they got enough grass. I mean, I think you said they got three hundred and ten acres that they oversee. Jesus so. Christ. <laughs> Exactly. Wow. It was like you're just out there watching all these guys mowing rough, and it's like, holy moly! I just, I can't even imagine. <laughs> all right, so Peter, I'm going to get to the stump to the Peter part, and then I have a listener question uh, that I figured I'd save for you because you could definitely help us on this. So, I was trying to think of places or golf courses that we can do um, for stump the Peter, and trying to, you know, I'm always trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to pick the theme or whatever we're going to go with. Since I had COVID, I decided that let's pick the top five golf courses that I believe it's golf. I don't think it's golf.com, but it was a normal website that takes care of this shit and should know what they're talking about. Top five golf courses that closed due to COVID. Oh, jeez. Yeah. These ones, uh, the at least the designers, I think I've heard of them all. So permanently? Nope. Some are getting a little... You'll probably know some of this stuff, but at okay. some point, COVID closed these in 2020. Gotcha. And I believe we'll start first with, I believe it's pronounced, Koaola in Golf Club in Oahu. It's Oahu, Hawaii. K- Oahu, Hawaii. Yeah, K-O-O-L-A-U, Golf yeah, Club. Yeah, if, if that's what I'm thinking, that was like ranked as one of the most difficult golf courses. Yes, it did say um, that. Yeah, I think that's a Robert Trent Jones Jr. Nope. That is not him. Oh. Shit. Then I'm not sure who my it is then. I fa- that- my favorite name of an architect ever. 
Dick Nugent? You got it, buddy. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know Dick Nugent did anything out in Hawaii. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. Hey, I don't know. I had my assistant looking, and uh, there was a couple scratches on this, so maybe, maybe we're not fully. 100%. It's Dick Nugent. Yeah, it's Dick Nugent, owned by Oahu Pres- Presbyterian Church. I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is originally owned by. Did you hear that by the Presbyterian yeah, Church? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I. So that course is very tough. And then I remember what's the course? Um, the Prince course out of Princeville. That's the Robert Trent Jones. That's the other one that's supposed to be really tough. And that one's closed and. I mean, that one's yeah, when I was there for my uh, wedding, I played the Ocean Course, and I think it's called the Pines Course, maybe? Prince. The Prince yeah, Course. Yeah, well, it's at the Princeville. But yeah, anywho, I played the one that's open on the ocean. Yeah, and, uh, I've, I've played the one that's open, too. It's uh, Mackay Bay or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I've walked the one that was closed just to see what it looked like. And, I mean, you could tell it had been shut down for a couple of years. So. Yeah, I think they said it grew over... Uh, like in a year and a half, the whole place had like taken over the jungle yeah. style, and I think they still left the car path uh, there for running and biking and stuff on it. Yeah. But all right, course number two, Rancho San Marcos. Rancho San Marcos. That is a Robert Trent Jones Jr. That's in Santa Barbara. Right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eddie has connections to that. Yeah. That didn't he used to work there? That's a good yep. golf course. I didn't, I didn't know that closed. Yeah. Well. Uh, there is somebody that is apparently being hired to take a look at redoing it and possibly getting it back open oh, is good. what I read. And it's, uh, Tom Doak. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah so. Doak's, uh, Doak's got a couple properties in line for, uh, getting them back, back up and running that, you know, he doesn't want to publicly say just yet, but he's got a couple of good ones that will be nice if they get them up and running again. Nice. It's pretty crazy that that one was one that closed. I think it yeah. reopened Especially in golf August or something, and then they decided that they were going to redo it. But still, COVID had closed it. But that's also maybe that section of California was part of the issue. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I'm guessing which states most of these courses are going to be in. So Right, yeah. Uh, Arizona probably had more open. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, this is a shot for you. You get this one. I'm going to be pretty happy it's uh hanover country club in hanover new hampshire it's super old i don't know if that'll give you a hint but it was uh started in 1899 i'm gonna because i don't think that's a ross i'm gonna say styles and van cleek uh hmm. no we have ron pritchard in the style okay. of Donald no Ross's well no no ron pritchard's a new guy there's no way that Ooh. He, he probably redesigned it okay. or re- renovated it my assistant Blame it's him. This and it said architect Ron Pritchard with with like the notes of Ross. Mm. Oh, it is a Ross. Well, no, 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 no. But he put like with hints of Ross in the design. Yeah, because Ron Pritchard's you know current, so there's no way that I didn't know that. So what what year did you say it opened? Eighteen ninety nine. Well, so I'm even thinking that there's someone before. Do well, it could have been just a in. normal club. Too. You know how they open. Well, no, no, back I know, but I mean that—that's early for even Ross. So I think uh, there's probably someone that did it before Ross. All right. Well, the assistant has pulled out his computer machine and he's <laughs> on that as we move on to Eagle Mountain Golf Club in Mount Vernon, Washington. Eagle Mountain. Golf no, Eagle Mont. Eagle Mont. Yep. Mount Vernon, Washington. Oh boy, I do not Eagle Mont Golf Club. I'm guessing this is a known, you know, nothing, nothing special golf course. 
I'm gonna say up in the northwest. Number four on the ones that closed during COVID, so that's gonna. No, be okay. I know, I know, but I'm saying I can't. I, I don't even know if I've heard of this. Eagle M O N T. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna say um, Ted Robinson. No, we got John Steedle. Oh jeez. Okay. Oh, okay. We yeah. move. We move right on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And then the last. There's no way of knowing which are famous or not. Like. Yeah. I know of the top five, and the rest is like yeah. Peter's. Like, oh, yeah. Fucking Christ! I don't know Peter. Donald Ross. <laughs> Jimming. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one. The East Course uh, at Inverary Country Club. Oh, it's in Florida. <laughs> Inverary. Yep. Where where in Florida? Uh shit. I forget. Um it's not like Naples or Juniper or Okay. I, I don't even I'm gonna All say right. Fazio. No. Trench Jones Senior. Okay. 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 All right, Peter, we oh, tried oh. going Those outside the box. <laughs> hey, people learn something though, you know? Yeah. They learned that Peter Hence, doesn't know every single one of them. Right, here's a There's probably a reason over, that Peter. they closed, quote unquote. Hand, Hand over. <laughs> so they had nine holes in 1899. By the late 2000s, the course had expanded to 27 holes with the design and construction of each subsequent nine-hole addition undertaken by Oren Smith and Ralph Barton, who built courses for Donald Ross and Willie Park Jr. and C.B. McDonald and Seth Rayner. Okay. Okay. And then Ron Pritchard went in and did work later. Yeah, on. he did the restoration in 2000. Okay, okay. So put that in Suck your notes for the next time I that will. you get asked I on will. who designed Hanover Country Club. And Hanover get up to date on your closed course because of COVID. Yeah. Because <laughs> 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 somebody else might catch it and we might have to do this again. All right, ready? Here's uh, the listener question. This comes from my buddy Smitty. And he said that he just cut off on the jingweeds and he's got a question or a topic to talk about. Uh, what makes a solid golf course designs? Things like layout, hole numbers, as far as par threes, par fours. Uh, does every course try to have a signature hole? Uh, the level of playability, you know, shit like that. I'll hang up and listen. All right. So I would say the whole signature hole fad, that was done in the uh, 70s and 80s with, you know, Nicholas, Palmer, Fazio. That's, if your course is just banking on a signature hole, it's not a good course. So it's the the main, I think, what causes a course to be great or in the top 100 is the routing, yep. which is how it's laid on the ground. Um, you know, out here in the desert, if it's a, a real estate development, that's the routing is, you know, nondescript at all. It's uh, they build homes and then you, you know, route the holes in between. But the great old course is how the course was routed along the property um, you know, Alistair McKenzie, Bill Corr, um, you know, Tom Doak, those guys are really known for their, their routings. Donald Ross was really good at reading topographical maps and being able to lay out a golf course just by looking at the topo map um, for the routing. So that's number one. Number two is the strategy of how you lay out those holes across the land. Um, if and you that's across, a, And would you say across the land or would you say or are you saying like across the like the lay of the land of the golf course, as far as, you know, it is each one of them makes sense. Like, yeah, that last hole was a par four and it dog leg left, but does this next hole that's, you know, whatever, a par four that's yeah. just kind of straight away, but it fits the flow of each continuous hole. 
Well, so so like b- back to the routing. You know, if you have a good routing, you're not going to have to move as much dirt when you lay the holes across it. If you have cambers or banks or whatever you want to call them, where the hole turns one way or another and it just fits in the land, holes are going to look more uh, natural and like they're supposed to be there, as opposed to forcing it upon the land. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, variety is obviously a big thing. If you have you know eight par fours that all dog leg right and bend at two two sixty. You're gonna get sick and tired of that, right? So, yeah. You know, if you played like Wico Pasaworo, I mean, I always, you know, laud that course on its variety. All the par threes are completely different. All the par fours are, I mean, you're hitting different clubs in each shot, and it's all, you know, every hole is completely different than the other one and how you play it. And that's a strong suit of a golf course. If you're, you know, playing a, once again, nothing against. Uh, Robert Trent Jones in the 1950s, they call that the like dark ages of golf course architecture because a lot of his golf courses were just, you know, straight holes with a bunker at, you know, 260 to 290 on each side of the fairway and then two bunkers in front of the green on each side with a little, little opening in the front. I mean, that gets boring after a while when you play that. PGA Tour pros love it because it's all just, you know, right in front of your aerial but you're not going to see any of those golf courses, you know, ranked as some of the top courses in the country. Hey, Peter, how do you feel about, and I asked you this because I think it's one of the best layout golf courses I've ever played, is the player's course in Indian Wells. Yeah, no, it's very good. Fowl did a good job. I mean, for completely designing, uh, you know, obviously there were Ted Robinson's, Ted Robinson designs before, which is nothing special. And then he uh, completely redid it. You know, like uh, Other than 18 favorite, being the worst finishing hole in yeah. the valley and, and you know the, the holes along the the wash one's good 15 and 16 are all right 16 I think is not great is very very good par four that's one of the best holes in the valley in my which opinion. one 13 yeah yeah i would agree that's yeah the good. up and over par four the dog legs to the yep. right, right by i know exactly shop. what you're talking yeah. about yep that's it you know there's a lot of very good holes on there the shaping was good the bunkers are good but um, that's one of those golf courses you're going to use every club in your back Correct. Yeah, it's 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 a good golf course. The celebrity's a little. It's a pretty. Well, celebrity's about the flowers and the water features. Yeah. That's the resort course. I yeah. think the golf. Yeah. The if you're going to golf, players' courses, it's it's tough to beat. I would say yeah. that for me, that's one of the things that I look at when I leave a golf course, or as I'm kind of flowing through, is the four clubs that have you know shit on it from using them, and the other ones that haven't been touched. Uh, I can't stand golf courses that are, mm-hmm. you know, driver, eight, eight or nine iron, you know, and, or just driver than, you know, something even below that. Driver wedge. Like driver the wedge. four iron, even on the par threes, those things never come out. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, at the end of it, it's like, what did I do? Oh, yeah. has, has a little bit of a beef because they have six par threes and yeah. five of them all play the exact same distance. Yeah. Quintero's the, the same. Like, Everything's well, the same thing. Yep. each one. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Except yeah. there's one hole where it's not elevated into a lower green, right? Right. Yeah, it's still 220, though. <laughs> yeah. it's, and then greens. Greens have to be interesting. Greens and green surrounds. I mean, you know, Wingfoot is a parkland golf course where – the topography is nothing special. The layout's, you know, so-so. But the thing that makes that golf course is the greens and the green surrounds. I would say and, the uh, same you know, thing same about Paradise Valley Country any, Club. Any course that's got amazing greens or te- – working your – as they say, you know, like a, a lot of architects or famous golfers, Crenshaw says, I always walk the golf course backwards. You know, if you look at the green and then you look at how you're supposed to approach the green from the fairway – 
to be able to attack the pin, so on and so on. You know, that that's what makes it interesting. If it's just a normal, you know, flat green with a little tear on it and then just nothing going on around it, that it, the golf course will get boring after a while. Peter, I think Paradise Valley Country might be the best thought out green complexes I've played. Well, Corn Crenshaw already did that, so that's probably Yeah, why. it's I mean, the teeth of the golf course are right around, and it all makes sense when you're hitting into those greens. All the undulations, yeah. nothing's easy. Everything slopes to a bunker if you're not hitting the green. It's it's well thought out. That's the teeth of the yeah. golf course for sure. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, there's – if you played any of the great classics, it's 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 amazing how um, well thought out though they designed it back in the day, considering they were playing with, you know, wooden shafts and yep. – Niblicks and mashy, <laughs> yeah, and mashy. It's it's pretty amazing, but uh, yeah, that's that's the big thing is is routing strategy of the golf hole. Same thing, like you know, what you, you want to ca- hug the fair, hug the fairway bunker off the tee shot to get a better angle into the green, stuff like that. That that's what makes a golf course interesting. How about whole numbers wise, as far as like you know, you got to have X amount of you believer that it's got to be you know two par threes on the front. And yeah, no, I, don't, I, I can care less about that. Yeah, I, see, I'm a traditionalist. I like the the two and two. Yeah, but like, what's the the what do you call it? The other course in Scottsdale National? They did the um, six 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 par threes, six par fives. Oh six yeah, yes. And then you know, there's you know, what's um, National Golf Links of America is a par seventy three. Uh, you know, Swinley Forest in England's a par 69. I mean, there, it, that's back to the routing. You design the best golf course that the routing gives you, the land gives you, and whatever it comes out to, it comes out to Pacific Dunes. When you guys play there, that's a par 71. Yep. And that was, that's a funky routing. What is it? On the back nine, it's five par threes. Yeah. Pa- five. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. That place is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that place. And that was that was a perfect example where he could have gone to the traditional thing, and he went to Mike Kaiser and said, "Hey, you know, this is how I get the best holes out here. Are you okay with this?" And he said, "Absolutely." Yeah, and that's the right decision. So yeah. uh, I had the Raiders out on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Came out and you know because of the construction and all that stuff. So uh, they came out there, and a question was posed to me today. Um, so one of the people in the golf shop had decided, or they had talked, it's one of the women, and she plays with the birdie babes. Everybody's got the birdie babes out We've here. We've got birdie babes. Everybody's got birdie We've babes got out birdie here. Babes. Everybody's got them and the bogey boys. We've got bogey every Yeah, every like I said, everybody, or some version of them. Yeah. So um, they thought that maybe we should turn number nine into a par five for them. Yeah, it's it's a tough hole. I mean, it's it's uh, it, if you don't cut the corner on the tee shot, you what do you have? Like two hundred uphill, right? Uh, no, it's I mean, right at those pine trees, it's one hundred and fifty uphill. Okay, yeah. So I get it, but you know, it's is this for the ladies? Yeah, for the ladies only, and yeah. they thought that maybe in it. I know where it came from, is and you know I know it came from that group, particular group, and it's. Like, why is it – I don't know why they think that – you know, what's the difference? You're all going to get a five or you're all going to get a four. Yeah. And our thought was, you know, the Raiders came out there. Now and we called the Raiders and said, hey, you know, this is what they're thinking. And, you know, we're thinking maybe doing this. What's your thoughts on it? And they were like, hey, we don't care. Just tell us before we rate it. Did your course get rated easier because it took out – I don't – 
No, I don't know. It will be. Uh, they said it would take ten days to get back to us. Gotcha. I mean, the the system they have for reading is. I don't. I don't agree with it at all. I mean, it's all. You know, the amount of water hazards you have, the amount of bunkers, how wide's the fairway? In the, I mean, it's a very bland. You know, way to rate a golf course. They don't take into effect hardly anything. That's. Um, that was going yeah, to be that was going to be a question of mine to you. Is yeah, the what course is the so they go out there and they take all these measurements. So they drive around and handful of them go off the front, handful go off the back. They got lasers in their hand. They got you know yardsticks and whatever they're fucking doing. You know protractors yeah. and acting like mad scientists. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then you go watch them play, and it's like really like you put all oh, that yeah, thought not, into it. I know, <laughs> which I totally understand. That is. Yeah, You know, you do it's, have, regardless, you have to have, I would say, you'd think a very good golfer in the group and then so on and so forth all the way down. And you got to have yeah, a mix. You got to have a, a five, a 10, a right. 15, a 20. And yeah. throw, you know, a couple of the women in there, maybe, a, you know, a senior or two in there. You know, you got to cover the whole golf course. I get that part. But, man, it seems like any Joe Schmo that can enter numbers, measurements into a program. Could be a golf yeah, course. Yeah, that's right what here. I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's a very scientific way to go about it, as opposed to the normal conditions and how the golf course plays on a day to day basis. So like when they came out to Wickenburg Ranch, that's the oh, you know, how many fairway bunkers are out here? How many greenside bunkers are out here? What what is the square footage of the greens? They don't look at the undulations of the greens. They don't yeah. uphill and downhill. A course I worked at in Washington had a constant 20 mile per hour breeze all the time. And it made it super difficult. They didn't even take that in effect. And it's like, okay, well, every member here is going to travel very well because wherever they go, they're going to have a handicap that's super inflated because they're used to playing a golf course that's tough because you guys don't, you know, like it's, it's it, they, the whole rating system is a little, you know, so-so in my opinion. It, it's not accurate. Interesting. That yeah. should be, you know, you you say, all right, so let's change it. How does that? How's that done? Who the fuck knows, right? I know well, they I think, asked. They asked I, I me think a couple. The most honest way would be just taking the cumulative of scores that are inputted on that golf course. Yeah. You, you know, just what's what's the relative score to par for you know a thousand rounds, yeah. and then that's how you determine the slope and the rating. Yep, that would be that's as fair as fair could be. Yeah, exactly. We had uh, you know a couple days before. I get the question. It's like, hey, what do we? What do the greens usually stemp at? I said, I don't know. I haven't put a stemp meter on there since the first week I worked at that place. You know, I don't know. They're they'll get fast, and right now they're good. And I'm trying to look at the clientele and trying to move, you know, rounds through the place. And we'll start adding a little bit of teeth to it here in the early part of the year. And then by March, you know, it'll be real good. But that's that's my ego. And that's yeah. and that's also as the agronomy side of it is, hey, we're starting to get rid of this shit, you know, yeah. so part of getting rid of it is blowing it fucking super low. So yeah. greens are now fast. Tees are cut real short. And fairways, you get a ton of roll out of it, which you'll probably roll into what I used to have as rough, but that's now down to an inch or even less. So it's now rolling into the shit. The golf course <laughs> has completely changed. And, 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 you know, another perfect example is take Andrew's place, Blackstone, how that place played in the wintertime with a two-inch overseeded rough on all the green banks compared to June where the rough's down, uh, you know, an, Half inch, an inch, three quarters, where you can bank Half everything off the banks and then roll down in the bin all day long. Right. I mean, it's a completely different golf course. Yeah. 
and not rated any different. No, that's yeah. So that's just a perfect perfect example there. Fuck. So the whole system's fucked, is what Peter said. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm agreeing with Peter because it, it's still after somewhat getting that explained to me. It's still I I sit here and go, no, that didn't really make any sense. That doesn't no, make, it doesn't. It no doesn't. rhyme and no reason. Yeah. But the uh, you all know what a good golf course looks. Well, you should at this Absolutely. point in your career Absolutely. and what. Mostly everybody that's here listening, you know yeah. the good ones, and you don't know why, but you just walked off of it, and you may have played a little good on something that you thought was <laughs> going to be really hard, or you might have played like shit, and you're like, "Holy shit, that's fucking tough," but you still know a good layout when you when you walk Absolutely. on it. I mean, within five holes, you should be like, "All right, this is good," uh, or what, this what the is ratings? the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. <laughs> One of the, the scores that they use is ambiance, which, you know, it's it's a big thing. If you're playing a course that doesn't have homes around it, it's just you and nature, that definitely knocks it up a couple notches on enjoyment level. If you're playing a tree or, a, you know, a golf course that's routed through a community and you're crossing streets, and you know, which unfortunately all of us have, it's in 99% of the courses out in Phoenix are, it's, you know, it kind of takes away from it as opposed to, uh, Playing a place where it's just you and nature, it, it definitely increases yeah. the enjoyment of the Playing record. the golf courses in Massachusetts, you know, I'm sure they're everywhere, but it just brings back you draw you leave the clubhouse, which is a clearing area in the woods, and then it's just you're driving around in the woods and then yeah. all of a sudden you show up back at the golf course or at the clubhouse later. Yeah, Those are the exactly. cool ones. You know, you're almost yeah. completely away from it all. You can hear people yelling four through the fucking trees and it's echoing around the whole golf course you don't know where it's coming on your fairway or someone else's fairway or did you yes yell fucking for <laughs> <laughs> who the hell knows anyways peter uh you gonna play some golf this week yes absolutely talking stick with you guys so right. i'm looking forward to that cool that's the north course that that is a very i've played the south the last time with you guys which is is known but the north has the north is known as uh corin crenshaw is one of their best designs on a property that had nothing so it's that's one where they created a bunch of strategy and made a good golf course on a property that core Bill Core said you could put a Coke can um, on one side of the property and then stand on the other and you could still see it. That's how flat it is there. So oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that. Nice. Hey, uh, little announcements while I have you on here, and I know you'd listen to it anyways, but uh, get your schedule clear for next Thursday, December 16th. Uh, we are going to go Simple Machine Brewery. Happy hour, okay. three o'clock, and we are going to do a little podcast from there. Right, uh, it's going to be us and our new sponsor, Southwest Turf Support, who is uh, helping us sponsor the show now. That's who's going to be doing it. And uh, we're just going to have a group of guys get there. We'll start bullshitting and we'll see where this thing goes. Maybe we can get once a month, uh, but we're not going to get you all banged up and buy you all sorts of beers, but we'll get you a couple beers <laughs> and the food truck will show up at, I don't know, maybe 4.30 or so if you want a snack on the way up, but we'll be there a couple hours. It's basically an after hack attack without the hack attack. Yeah. And uh, we'll also get a little recording going on there. So show up if you got time. Anybody else that wants to show up, show up. 3 o'clock, Simple Machine Brewery, 7th Ave in Deer Valley. That's where it's at. All right, Peter. I'll see you uh, next week at the golf course. Thanks, man. See you, Peter. Later. Later. It's fucking cold out here. Yeah, the temperature is kind of dropping pretty good. And little Frankie Beans is all fired up now. Mama's home. Just rolled in. 
it's interesting hearing like that rating system is fucked. It, sounds is like, it sounds like the dumbest thing in the world. I didn't know that. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. It, Which it, it makes good. I played in this event and we played my, it was us. It was Verde, real Verde versus uh, Verde River. Okay. Our men against their men. And they needed somebody. So I swung over there and, and played in it. And uh, like one of the dudes was like, I don't know. I think they took 75, sorry, 75% of your handicap. So you, and he, it must've been a 12. The dude was fucking dialed in. And because I mean Rio is not is way easier than Verde River, way easier. Right. So we got steamrolled because we're taking our handicaps based on rating over to their place, and like the dude, the dude that was a twelve, he'd yeah. shoot in the seventies at fucking Rio. He was down the middle. I think the only thing was his putting and the greens there are way more difficult. Right. Than yeah. Rio. I know uh, one of the ones that always gets me, and I know I've told this story before, uh, Dave that I used to work with at Highlands, his dad used to come down every year and we'd end up playing Highlands. And I think he was a 10 or 12 at his club back home. And every time, by the sixth hole at that place, he would always say to us, I, I love coming down and looking at this golf course. I hate playing it we're five six holes into yeah. it because it's just beating the shit out of him but he should be you know a 10 12 is a decent golfer right. you know can get well, around it's like when pretty you're much in, anywhere you're in ireland you're like oh i'm a 12 and then he goes oh you're an 18 <laughs> exactly. right like immediately american yeah yeah but dude desert golf too is completely different yeah because midwest golf and the ones i played in omaha it's there's a fairway here and right next to a fairway there so if you spray yeah. it to the next one you still got a shot at the green right in Arizona and in most desert courses, in I think Craig made a good point. They're all surrounded by water. Yeah. And obviously it's desert, but you beat it in the desert. That thing's it's fucking gone. Gonzo. Gonzo. And if it's not, it's under a, a cactus or something that's going to bite you. So you got to pull it out and drop it anyway, which right. is why we have desert rules. There's no spraying it into another fairway. Even at my club, I know it's wide open, but if you spray it a little bit, you're in yeah, somebody's you're backyard. In front yard. Yeah, and you're trying to drive down the other side of the fairway. Right. To not show so your it's face. not the same as, I guess a GCU would be more like that. Yep. Where it's like There's back and forth, where you can kind of yeah. knock it around. I guess San Marcos, I think, comes to mind when I think of that. that that's for, but I would say the majority of desert courses, you don't get that. So I'm, I'm always interested to see how I would go play if I went back home and played this those old, you know, back and right. forth yep. tracks. Where it's, you know, you can get into the well, trees, but you can still Lost it, it right, but still went 300 yards. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm on hole it's six just, now. No I just got to wait for those dudes to tee, and then I can hit my next shot. Yeah. Or here, it's like I'm fucking battling mesquites and oh. cactus. Putting spikes in your ankles. A little choya. Yep. Those motherfuckers. Saw the bobcat the other day for the first time in almost two years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, across the street. So badass. Yeah, and uh, I had the coyotes the other day. Had Frankie there yesterday. And they were surrounded the shop, which they do every morning, and they'll get yapping. And she was oh, they get loud. <laughs> she was uh, a High little alert. freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> a little freaked out because of course it was pitch black, and we were standing in the shop, and she didn't know which direction to run. Should I run from it? Should I run to it? Should yeah. I just stay right here? But yeah, they were closing in. I was like, get over here. Uh, she went running out to my truck and sat next to the truck out in the parking lot, and uh, you know you hear them. I'll start howling and barking again. It's they like, get loud right, over there. That fucker is right behind yeah. this building, and it was get over here. You are no good out there hiding next to the truck. You're <laughs> fucking lunch. Yeah, this is exactly <laughs> where you want. They yeah. want you to be. Anyway, they can get at your ankles. Hey, before I ask you about your corn fairy twins, I want to uh, mention that Southwest Turf Supported just picked up a brand new product line. 
It's called uh, Turf Mend. And Turf Mend is a product that you can uh, fill in divots, fill in some bare areas. They, uh, they mix a sand, seed, and mulch kind of mixture and put it into one product, into one bag. And the uh, seed is coated with, uh, to help retain moisture, and it also speeds in germination. It's got a little bit of fertilizer around it. There's a couple of different blends that you can use. There's uh, different seeds that you can ask for inside of your blend. Um, if you have any questions, you can go to uh, www.turfmen.com or you can also revisit the uh, Southwest Turf Support website. It's swturfsupport.com and uh, you can find all their product lines along with their contacts to all their distributorship and uh, sales reps. Check them out. I want to check this shit out and get it on to number 16T, number 13T that get beat to shit. Maybe this little uh, magic business they wrap around their seed and then they put in their compost to help that stuff germinate a little bit quicker, faster than the sand seed and mulch that I already mix. Add a little fertilizer in there. The shit works pretty good, but hey, maybe there's something that can uh, help us save these tea boxes a little bit faster. Check them out. www.turfmend.com Hey, another question I wanted to ask you was, uh, what's up with the uh, Corn Fairy Boys? Actually, I had a question. Somebody questioned me on Instagram is, hey, we need an update of the Corn Fairy Twins is what they called them. I'll give you an update right now. So I think they worked a week. They showed up no car. They were Ubering to work, which was like, all right, they want to do it. So after their second week, Tuesday, they were down to like five bucks. And the one dude, they had no car. Because they were driving their brothers, but the brother had a baby, so now they're out of car. The one dude is like, I'm going to go back to Oklahoma. I'm going to get a car, and I'll come back. So neither of them were showing up because they didn't have a car. One guy. So the caddy had been kind of coming in yeah. late because, I guess, he ended up teaming up with a roommate. You know, he had lived here two years, so he knew a guy or something. But the dude was getting off at 430 in the morning, and he was using his car to get to work. But he didn't have any money. So he didn't have any gas up in the car. Oh. Long story short. The one dude went back to Oklahoma for a car. He said he was coming back. So he's the one that asked for the job, brought his buddy with him, the buddy that's still yeah. here. So he's like, all right, I got a car. I'll be here. He was supposed to be here Monday morning. So he's like, I need to be off Monday morning because he needs help unloading stuff and whatever. I was like, all right. Dude never showed. And like, I guess he doesn't have cell, I don't know cell phones. I don't know anything. But like the grandma's involved. He's like, yeah, the, his find my phone's in Arizona. He's not contacting his caddy, who are oh, best friends since they were like three years boy. old. And nobody's seen him. So nobody's seen the golfer. He was supposed to be here Monday. The caddy worked Tuesday and couldn't get to work. Then you know, he's texting at midnight. Can somebody pick me up tomorrow for work? I don't have a car. You know He's texting you at or midnight? You, yeah. Come on, man. You're partying in Scottsdale. Yeah. No I, mean, I don't know how no he money. is though, because but anyway, so today. You know, it's payday. He's like, hey, he's not here. Can you bring me my check? No. I was like, no, dude. The fuck no. I'm not delivering Who checks. He's like, all right, my roommate's going to come come get it. And I was like, look, we're, we're probably done here. You're yeah. not showing. I got to fill a spot with somebody. He's begging me to say, I go, you got one more chance, bud. Like, if you're not on, you are scheduled for Sunday. If you're not at work on time on Sunday, that's don't it. Even, yeah, that's don't it. even come. And he's begging He's got nothing. I got to assume he's got nothing. You know, he's asking me to bring his check. 
maybe this check will do it again. But it's like, dude, you need money. Yeah. You know, the best way to make money is show up to your job <laughs> because working one day a week, you made $60. Yeah. Right. Then what are you going to do? You're not going to make you two weeks. Jesus so that was the Christ. update. So uh, the golfer, so the he's, golfers are disappeared. Done. He's done. The caddy. I'll let you know if he shows up on Sunday. Interesting. There's your update. Thanks for uh, sticking around, Corn Fairy boys. <laughs> Unreal. No free golf oh, for you. Hired a guy on Tuesday. Or he comes in for an interview. Hey, man. Yep, I'll give you a position. I just ask you to give your work two weeks. Yeah, I, I know my foreman. He's kind of a dick. He's just going to let me go, I assume. It's like, all right, we'll just give him the courtesy because he calls me an hour later. Hey, man, I let him know. Same thing. I assumed happened. He got pissed and just said, forget it. So I'll start tomorrow. So that was Tuesday. Should have started Wednesday. Wednesday. Nah, no show. <laughs> Haven't heard from him since. <laughs> oh, your foreman's such a dick. I mean, I, <laughs> right? Like, That's what you want to say to the guy. He's like, oh, so your foreman's the dick that got yeah. rid of you. What What are you even oh talking about? God. Where did you go? <laughs> why even call me and tell me? Just I, <sighs> What I don't understand is why did you call me and say? You could just say, hey, man, I can't make it work. Right. Better than I'll be there tomorrow and just disappear. I don't even know what's worse. The guy that showed up for 10 minutes, probably, <laughs> and disappeared. Or that kid. I don't, I don't no get it. No word from him either? Ever? Oh, no. no. Never. Nothing. nothing ever. I had a guy that came in the other day that uh, he's like, hey, uh, you guys looking for a mechanic? And I was like, no, but, you know, I'll hold on to your resume, you know, or, hey, maybe you can come in and start helping out and, you know, just be on the crew. We got a spot, you know, whatever. What happened at your place? Ah, and this, that, the other thing is going on. His resume looks pretty good. And uh, his phone rings. He's like, hold on one second. I really do have to answer that. So off he goes out into the hallway, comes walking back in. He's like, uh, I want to thank you for your time, but I just accepted a position as a mechanic at such and such golf course. Really? I was like, all right, cool. Later, man. Yeah. But the whole time when he, the way he came in, it was just like, oh, here we go again. You know, yeah. got Got all the problems, you know, because right. he wanted to say, oh, this is what happened at the other golf course. You know, it didn't work out, and they promised me this, and it's just like, okay, here we go. But it shockingly worked out that he's like, oh, no. He's like, that was my guy, or the last place that I just applied for, decided that they could do what I needed, and I'm off. Thanks for your time. Hold on to that thing just in case. I was like, all right, I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fuck That's it. Wild. It is craziness, but uh, I had another one started. Uh, he's a brother of one of the guys on the crew, which is also a cousin of two of the other guys on the crew. Uh, been there since the first, since my uh, COVID day, and uh, it seems to be working out pretty good. So he seems to like it. He left his job because he started playing golf with Javier and Miguel and those guys and started loving it. So he's there. Things are working out good, and he's moving right along. Can uh, – Rake bunkers and change cups already, so plus, plus, plus. We just had Chad Lewis come and sit down for the last <laughs> end of this. Uh, he's got his uh, fucking dog shit Kansas City Chiefs fucking jacket on. But we are. So with that, I'll say it again. Stay pissed. Later, everybody. See you guys. Love you, Mom and Dad. Love you, Mom and Dad.